This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, day number two, Al in Houston. Uh, I am in the studio as Super Bowl week continues with the Falcons and the Patriots. Day two in the books for the Boomer and Carton Show. What's up, dude? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, Craig's birthday today, so you guys got a big night on tap. We do have a big night on tap. We're going to some sort of steakhouse. And, you know, you've been to these uh, back when we could afford to bring you on these Super Bowl trips, Jerry. You've been to a couple of these yourself. I haven't missed one in 11 years until this oh, year. 11 years. Well, all righty. Well, I'm not sure why you didn't want to come this year, but so be it. I wasn't allowed. Um, oh, you were not allowed. Um well, you know how these go, uh, especially with Craig. There's a lot of eating involved. Like people said, well, what do you guys do? You know, local Houston time, you're done at 9 a.m. Uh, what do you guys do all day? And and the answer is uh, based on yesterday, what I thought it was going to be. That is uh, go to different places eating. Mm-hmm. And as you know, uh, you know, Craig and Boomer, like yesterday we went out to a, a, a wonderful sushi place for dinner. And it was terrific, but they – both order, Craig in particular, a lot of food. So you don't know how you're supposed to contribute to paying. Right. You know what I mean? So last night was a sushi dinner, and Craig said, uh, I've got this one because tomorrow night's my birthday. I'm not paying. Fair enough. So then to me, so I was covered last night. Then to me, uh, tonight then, I feel like Boomer's got that one because multiple people are coming to this dinner. Yes, I would think you you keep right? the hands in the pocket tonight. Right. But perhaps if I go to a lunch today with Craig on his birthday, perhaps that's when I would go like, oh, I'll get this. I would agree. that This is your absolute in because especially if it's just you, him, and maybe a couple of other people, it's not a mess of people. That is the right. spot right here for you to where you don't look like a cheapskate and yet you're not paying right. out 500 bucks for dinner. Right, but it's, it's still a pricey meal because there's multiple drinks ordered, multiple appetizers, multiple entrees. Yes, correct. I remember remember but, last year in San Francisco, I picked up the lunch the one time, and lunch is really dinner. Right. And dinner is uh, the, the – the, yeah, here's what it is, Jerry. Lunch is going to cost you the price of dinner. Dinner is going to cost you the price of a top-of-the-line flat-screen television uh, at 4K. <laughs> By the way, he's not that far off. <laughs> no. Well, in fact, last night at the sushi place, um, Craig, I saw. The, I asked Craig what the bill was, just out of curiosity. And he asked me to guess the bill, and that the bill was six twenty. Six hundred and twenty dollars for sushi. That's right. I gotta be honest with you. I feel like I had four pieces of sushi. That's unbelievable. And how many people yeah. were there? Uh, let's see. There was the one, two. There were six of us total. Six people, and the bill was six twenty. 
Yeah, I didn't, wow. and I can tell you this, I did not eat $100 worth of sushi. I'm sure you didn't. Did you have a bunch of vodkas? So, you know what, there was a, a Boomer ordered sake for us, so huh. I guess that's where it gets pricey. I guess. That's yeah, a lot so of money. I'm looking forward to tonight a nice uh, sort of steak dinner to celebrate Craig's birthday and uh, not going into my pocket for that one. But today at a lunchtime, I'm in for that. And then I guess I'm in no matter what the price. I just I have to be in for that. You know what's so, biz- you know what's so bizarre about these weeks? Because as you're going through, you know, last night Boomer got and tonight, or excuse me, uh, Craig picked up and Boomer will pick up today. Yeah. And for the most part, Boomer will be MIA now once the show's over starting tomorrow, right? We would agree with that? Yeah, after, after tonight's dinner, I probably will not see Boomer except at the show. Think about this. You talk for so long, and I guess in our case, it really hasn't been that long because we weren't expecting to go until very recently. But you talk so long about the week of the Super Bowl, week of the Super Bowl. You wake up tomorrow, and you're 48 hours away from basically coming home. Oh, yes, Jerry. But this is where the real fun begins. All the real guests start coming tomorrow. Well, let me ask you this, though. And I'm I'm being very serious about this because I've had people that listen to the show that I'm friends with uh, that ask me all the time. Is going to the Super Bowl for the week really about the show and the shows you're doing, or is it about being in the sports world place to be and enjoying yourself at the functions and going out? It's almost, I don't want to call it a bonding week, but, I mean, it kind of is. You're spending a lot of time together outside of the show that otherwise we don't. Right, and you see a lot of people in your industry. For example, I shared a beverage with Colin Cowherd yesterday. Nice. And uh, Mr. Doug Gottlieb, and I passed by and shook hands with Jim Rome. So, Jerry, I am really meeting and greeting with some of the top-of-the-line uh, broadcasters in our, in our very industry. Now, at what point did Cowherd uh, ask you what city you listened to him in, and, and did he sign an autograph for you? No, no, he remembered. <laughs> I'm that, just uh, kidding. I know. And, in fact, he brought it up again, how I produced his radio show in Tampa. That's he tremendous. Was on the radio just for a couple months in Tampa. He was the uh, local Fox TV guy and then did radio. And then it quickly was uh, quickly went to Portland to do a radio and TV show. That is very you know, cool. From there, ESPN, yeah. Now, you've been to a lot of these. I've been to every one. The only one I've missed, uh, aside from this one, I did not go to Indianapolis with you guys, and you guys only went for a couple of days to Indy. Or maybe right. you were there for the whole week. I don't remember, but that's because the Giants were there, and I wasn't needed uh, beyond the show, and so they didn't want to send me, and that's fine. But I've been to every other one since 2004, the Super Bowl week. And I think of some of the fun weeks and some of the horrendous weeks. How does Houston stack up in terms of what there is to do outside of the convention center and the immediate area you're in? Uh, Right now, there does not seem to be a lot to do in Houston. And in fact, when you ask people like, uh, you know, your waiter at the restaurant or someone in the hotel or you ask them what to do in Houston, people don't really have an answer for you. Wow. Interesting. So, are yeah. strip clubs prevalent there like they are in Dallas? I have not I have not seen one strip club. All right, so that's not a big week for the guys then in that regard. Because, you know, the one city that really got rooked, I thought, was Dallas because they got the storm of the century for them. Which yeah, they, we got snow there. Yeah, we had horrific weather, and I love Dallas. I think it's a great place to be. There's a lot of good bars and places to go. And we didn't venture out anywhere because the weather was so bad that week. Um, I thought Dallas had a you know had a bad week in terms of the weather, but some of the other places, San Francisco, I thought was terrific because it's San Francisco. 
Um, you know, the one, too, and you probably didn't go to this one, the Jacksonville Super Bowl was really ripped to shreds. And the last weekend leading them to the Super Bowl was actually a lot of fun because the weather got warm. And that area by the water was actually kind of nice. But anyway, so all right, so yes, your plans? That I did not. I did not go to that one. Well, that was 2004. That was a long time. That was the first one I covered. I believe me and Rich Ackerman covered that Super Bowl. That was the Terrell was, Owens Super Bowl with the that, Eagles. That was Eagles-Patriots? Yeah, it was, and I covered the uh, Eagles that week. And I remember my big claim to fame at that time was I raced from the stadium in Jacksonville. We were like a, a herd of wild animals in like the, I don't want to say the suites, but the restaurants on like the mezzanine level. And so they let the players onto the field. They could go to their podiums and then they raised like garage doors and media guys were literally getting down on the ground on all fours to kind of get under the garage door so they could be the first ones down. (laughs) And when you got down there, there was kind of a scramble for where Terrell Owens' podium was because you had the big thing with the ankle and was he going to be able to play? And I remember I brought the extender for the microphone that week and I was able sure. to get that FAN mic flag right in front of his face, and it was the back page of the Daily News the next day. Uh, that is very important, the mic flag in photos and videos. i got to tell you, CeeLo does a really great job with the Jets. In yep. getting. I always see that FAN mic flag in any photos where Jets are being interviewed. He positions that and himself very well. He sees where the cameras yes. are. Very smart. It's all about positioning. So, All right, well, I think we've done enough on the Super Bowl, so very cool. Yes. So, all right, you got you got lunch with Craig, you got dinner tonight. What is the rest of the week, or are you playing this thing by ear? I'm going to have to play it by ear. I did, uh, as you heard this morning, I did. we did stumble into a Steinway piano place. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, because I know Craig has fun with us a lot, and that's all well and good. I was very impressed by your playing of Drops of Jupiter, and we didn't play Thank enough you, of it because there were people singing in the background that actually... I thought got in the way of what you were doing. Right. Uh, so I cut it off relatively quickly. But I thought you did a hell of a job with it. He may he the way he described it was that you played three or four notes of a song and moved on. And right. so he sends me the video and I recorded out and you did damn near the whole song. That's right. I did do the whole song. Uh there are a couple songs that I know how to play. I was nervous. I do have performance anxiety issues in all aspects of my life, in particular <laughs> the piano in front of other people. Uh, so I was very nervous when I was playing because I felt, number one, if you go into a Steinway store, their pianos, their minimum piano there is like fifteen, twenty grand. Right. And they have pianos up to $125,000. So I feel like the only people in there looking at pianos are people who really know how to play piano. So when I walked in there, I thought, well, I can fiddle around with a piano, but I really shouldn't be on a very expensive piano, but there was no one in the store. And I think the guy was happy to have uh, somebody in the store Yeah, and uh, asked what we did for a living, told them the radio. Then he was very excited that he thought he may have had famous people in his store. <laughs> but little did he know, as Craig said, well, in certain neighborhoods only, not yeah, anywhere near here, sir. You know, it's, inter- it's interesting because um, I wonder how you learned the piano you have in your summer house, is that the $125,000 model or is it the $25,000 no, model? That's a $500 uh, piano I have in uh, my uh, gal's house down the shore. Oh, you actually, see, I, th- I was joking. I thought you were playing on the uh, on the iPad. You actually do have a piano to play on. I have a, I have a what they call a digital piano uh, in my Basking Ridge home, and I have one in my girlfriend's place. Also. Nice. Very good. How much time do you so spend on that? Uh, I actually tr- I try to play it every day for a little bit, you know. I feel like um, 
it's very relaxing for me. You know, I'm very stressed, Jerry. I need something to relax me, so I play the piano. So are you going um, to start writing and recording, and this way you can go live, say, on, like, you know, St. Patrick's Day at a bar? No, I only could play... Um, I use this website called hdpiano.com, and they teach you step-by-step how to play popular songs. Nice. And then from there, I memorize it. Hmm. And then you once you once you get the song down, you can go back to it. You don't have to relearn it. Well, that's why I have to play every day, really. Because right. otherwise, if I wait a couple of days, I'll forget it. Got it. And it's like and starting it over. Yeah, and it's like starting over, Jerry. And I don't like that. Why did you not start this earlier in life? I don't know. I strangely, it's when I saw Train do Drops of Jupiter, and I was watching the guy playing the piano. I thought. That doesn't sound that complicated. <laughs> Someone could tell me which keys to hit. So I Googled it. I just Googled Drops of Jupiter tutorial, and one came right up from this website. And I was like, wow, this is pretty awesome. And it was relatively easier to do than I've tried playing the guitar many times in my life, which I'm terrible at. Right. So well, I'll stick with this, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, remember yesterday, I mean, I was doing a commercial for Harry's, and I was telling you I had to shave. I really did legitimately have to shave my yeah. head. Yeah. And this does not happen often, but I cut my head yesterday when I was shaving, like, behind my ear. Mm. And uh, it would not stop bleeding. It was a very tiny cut, but, you know, sometimes the, the, the skin on your head is very thin, I feel like, and if you bleed there, it just keeps bleeding. Right. So I had to go out to dinner, and I didn't know what to, what I was supposed to do with a you know what bloody head. And then I saw my bottle of Listerine, and Listerine says antiseptic on it. Really? Yeah. And I put list I put mint Listerine. Did that burn like on. hell? It did not really. No. Huh. And it kind of did stop the bleeding. No kidding. Look at you. Yeah. You're like uh, what do they call that? Uh, they say like you MacGyver or something. Uh, okay. I was going to... Or something like that. I'm a survivalist. That's pretty good. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting because um, otherwise I would have been out wandering around with a bloody head, which is not a good look. Well, I, at that just... point, you'd have to borrow Craig's ski cap to kind of encapsulate it inside your head. Then you just go, you have a big bloody mess when you get home. Just soak up the blood. Yeah, That's why I have to fine. wear uh, a hat on television here because I'm more placed on set and i don't want my big shiny head being on television do you like now i noticed uh very much like last year you've got that seat off to the side where you're kind of yeah do you like that you got your own little desk your own little chair I do like that yeah it's kind of yeah, cool i don't like a lot of times on remote i'm sitting right next to craig and right. you don't realize when you're on tv well, you know maybe i'm sitting there with my mouth open or something stupid you oh. know Oh, right. Oh, and that looks ridiculous. <laughs> they put you on a couple times today that you clearly had no idea you were on camera. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I like to know at all times when I'm on the camera. Tremendous. That's why you got to wear a so hat, too. Keep your head down. Yeah, keep my head down, wear a hat, all that sort of thing. Uh, I guess here in Houston, also, Jerry, the, the NASA program is big. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Is that where these are the astronauts from here? Do they shoot the rockets from here? I thought all that stuff happened in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Houston, we Maybe have that's... a problem. Does oh. that ring a bell, Al? <laughs> it's ringing a bell. I guess, you know what? Um, Cape Canaveral is just the space shuttle, I think. Yeah. I mean, it I... must have been where they shot rockets into space. Well, I think they don't they do them from both sites. I, I was uh, always perhaps. under the I was always under the uh, assumption 
that the uh, that the Nassau programs were in Cape Canaveral and in Houston. Hmm. That's what I always right. thought. I could be wrong. That's what I always thought. And here in the convention center, they have what appears to be a piece of some sort of NASA rocket. Nice. And But I don't know if it's a replica piece or actual rocket. Hmm. Well, why don't you ask the and people there? Is, there? There is a gal sitting there uh, looking like she wants questions, so I may ask her. But you then I'm involved in a, in a whole thing about rockets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're good with those awkward conversations. Uh, if it was being filmed in personal, real life, terrible with them. And then this morning when I was at Radio Row, I noticed um, a sign for what looked like the Ass Man show. I saw you tweet this. Yeah, I tweeted it. Turns out there are a couple college kids from Ithaca College. It's uh, Ithaca College Radio. So you're mocking college kids now. That's nice. Well, they were very excited to have been tweeted about. And when I hang up with this podcast, I will be a guest on the Ass Man Show. show, uh, (laughs) It's a good college. My first question for them actually is going to be, Jerry, how would they, how did they afford to to send their entire show? Well, have you ever, right. And I can't go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good college. Have you ever actually, and I I know you have, for people that don't know, the convention center is enormous in every city. They're huge. And the amount of shows that are going on simultaneously, specifically yes. from the hours of 10 a.m., because a lot of morning shows don't go, but right, between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., it is insane how many people are yakking and talking about the Super Bowl or the NFL. And you almost get the sense every sports station across the country, no matter how big or how small, sends somebody, college, profit, doesn't matter. It right. really, it's remarkable, and, and that's why when Barstool gets their credentials revoked, you're like, seriously? You don't give them to these guys, but then you look right. around at who, you know, the hunger and then the, and the whore get a show, right? Now, did you, did you go to Ithaca? I thought you have some sort of connection to Ithaca. No, College. I wanted to go to Ithaca. I went and visited. Uh, I wanted to go there, and I liked the baseball facilities a great deal. I liked the communication school they had. I did not like the weather or where they were. Like, I like the school itself, and I love the bay. I went in the spring, my junior year of high school, and I'm like, this place is fantastic. And then my father was the one who said, you do realize, just so you're aware, because I've always hated the winter. He goes, out of the you know, eight months you're going to spend up there, it is going to be freezing cold for about six of them. And I'm not going to say that made my decision, but I ultimately didn't even apply because I didn't want right. to go there. Well, here's what I'm hoping, Jerry, when I go do this big appearance on the Ithaca College Ass Man show, <laughs> that uh, the other radio shows will be so desperate for guests, they'll wonder, who is this man being interviewed on the Ass Man show? Maybe we need him for our show. And I'm going to see if I could uh, plug this podcast and my Al's Boring podcast uh, as I go around Radio Row and offer myself up as a guest. You know what you should do? You should put one of those visors on or vests on that says, you know, Talent for hire for guest appearance. Oh, yeah, I I could be like, give me a rando team like the Jaguars. I could be their punter. You could. I would agree with that. But you know what? Here's just, the thing. Here's the thing. You'd need to hire someone in a suit to walk you around with right. like a little notebook and a pen. I yes. guarantee you people will come up. Um, who's your client? Does he have any time for us? Right. It would work. We're just over there. We're with the Denver radio station. Yeah, that would be awesome. Jerry. And then you go on as whoever. You make up a name. Yeah, so after you're done listening to this podcast, uh, my Al's Boring podcast came out today, and I'm going to be on Ithaca Radio. So really a full media day for me. 
You're pathetic. <laughs> I'm going to ask this woman really quickly, Jerry, if this is, in fact, a real rock. See, this is called live programming right here. Live program. We're getting answers. Is this an actual, is this actually shot into outer space, or this is a fake replica rocket? This is a miniature version. Miniature. This is going to take a while. It's going to carry people, Jerry. Thank you. Oh, there's going to be an astronaut here later for interviews, Jerry. I'll probably stop by and uh, talk to them. But Again, you could act as, a, as an astronaut today. Right. Oh, I could do that. Boy, Houston's being really kind. Have you got to the Astrodome yet? No. Is that not no going to happen? Take, I don't know. No one seems to want to take me to the Astrodome. Why don't you just Jerry? get an when Uber ask, car? Because when I ask people around here, I'm like, I'm going to go to the Astrodome. They'll look at me like, why do you want to go to an abandoned? It's like, it's like if I said to you, uh, an Uber driver in New York, take me to an abandoned building. I'd love to see it. All right, but, now, but hold on a second. Let's say Madison. Let's say the old Madison Square Garden was still up and standing. Right. And you got, you know, out of Penn Station, you said, I'd really like to go see the old Madison Square Garden. Who is he That's to tell true. you, why would you want to see that? It's the Astrodome. It was, right. you know, it was back in the day. It was state of the art. It's the Astros. Little, um, uh, what the hell is the name of that movie? Uh, the uh, God damn it. The Bears. What was it called? Um, the Bad News Bears. The Bad News Bears played there, for God's sake. So I think oh. you should get an Uber car. Tell him to wait. You want to ride to the Astrodome. You're going to take a couple of photos, and you're going to go back right. to the hotel. What's the big deal? All right. I think that's a good idea. If not today, because it's Craig's birthday, and I'm sure I'll be running around, definitely this week. Will you exercise at all this week? I will. I was, I'm hoping to get to the gym today. You're hoping. And how long does that workout go? An hour and a half? No, no, no. Uh, 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Got it. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, fair enough. Go work off that sushi that you didn't eat and all the and sake that a, you drank. Uh, and we did a warm-up show today, Jerry, and it was I thought it was terrific. And it was okay, except here's the problem. We lost oh. you in the middle of it for about 60 oh, no. seconds, and uh, unfortunately, Eddie did not pull the fader down. So here's what we hear as I'm trying to be <laughs> professional and continue okay. and play some sound. I hear this. <laughs> Hello, Jerry, are you there? I can't hear him. Can you hear him? <laughs> are we on? He's not responding. I don't think we've got the connection, and I'm trying to battle oh. through it, and Eddie's just like laughing oh, at me. Right. So, but beyond that, I thought it was very good. I happen to agree yeah, with you. I thought it was very good. So yeah. I have to tack that on. See, by the way, for anybody wondering, Al usually handles this because yeah. I've got 10, 10 you wins. you got to tack that on, Jerry. So I've got to tack this on to the end of it, correct? Yes. All right. Fair enough. I got to go. Then, all right, Jerry. Have a great day. Uh, tell Craig I said happy birthday. You got it. And yeah, man, enjoy the day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Hopefully we do a warm up. If not, we'll certainly do the podcast. All right, Jerry. All right. Warm up, warm up coming now. Do that again. Oh. Cool. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good Tuesday morning to you, Al in Houston. I am back here in New York City. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, well, I'm enjoying the lovely weather here in Houston. I'm sure you saw the photo I tweeted yesterday uh, laying out by the pool with, uh, with one Craig Carton. Yeah, a little bit much. Uh, we don't need to well, see that. Well, I was that. in... Well, because I well, I actually I was in jeans and my sneakers and socks. I didn't realize I was going to be sitting at the pool, so I wasn't prepared. But I did those off for a little while. Yeah, was that right after that you happened. worked out in your jeans or no? Uh, I did not work out in my jeans yet. I did prepare gym pants for this trip, Jerry. <laughs> gym one pants. One time I worked. One time I worked out in jeans, and That's I went forever the jean workout guy. That is all it, was, it takes, man. It was one a, time. It was a road trip on a Monday night. I didn't pack a bag, and I thought, hmm, I have a few moments. Let me go do some arm curls. So I went skinny jeans. jeans. 
Yeah, my skinny <laughs> jeans. It was all good. All right, let's get to it. Back pages of the paper. We'll do the Super Bowl stuff in just a moment because that is why you guys are there. But uh, Taylor Rooks of SNY sat down with Victor Cruz. How about that? They did a oh, podcast. Yeah, oh, a I podcast. Mean, now, he has spoken since the uh, end of the season, so it's not new that we're talking about this Miami trip anymore. What is new, though, was she asked him basically in hindsight, you know, what do you think about that trip to Miami? And he had a very honest answer. Looking back on it, is it, it definitely wasn't worth it. And part of why it wasn't worth it, he, he says you got to look at where we're at in New York City. Just have to understand yeah. the market you're in, where you're For playing. Sure. Those are all things that are going to be put into a microscope and nitpicked. And he, you know, he obviously knows if they would have won, the story would have gone away, but because they lost, it was kind of blown up. So it was very interesting that, you know, she landed that interview and he said what he had to say. And so now we can move on. It's a mistake, and we're good. We closed the book. This was on an SNY podcast, you're saying, Jerry? Yeah. She, They're doing podcasts now, too? Al, everybody's doing podcasts. I have two podcasts, though. So. so I've heard. <laughs> That's probably better than what they're doing over there, two there, of them. There was also, uh, I like this answer. She asked him his thoughts on the Super Bowl. You hate that New England's in it. I do. Yeah. I just, man, not again. <laughs> Seven times for Tom Brady? Yeah. Yep, seven times for Tom Brady. Very honest. It really was pretty good. It was about a 24-minute podcast uh, that was on video, and then I listened to the audio of it, so not bad. This is on the internet, Jerry? No, Al, it's on radio. Yes, it's on the internet. It's a podcast, (laughs) you dope. Oh, then I see his quarterback, uh, Eli Manning, is uh, now a couple weeks ago we heard that uh, Tom Brady and Matt Ryan text each other. Like throughout the year, they're right. text friends. Yep. Uh, now we we see that uh, Eli Manning is texting with Matt Ryan, and misleading headlines. It says, "Oh, Eli Manning's giving him advice on how to beat Tom Brady," and then you read the text is just like a. Oh, you guys, you know what you do best. Uh, just keep doing that. Are you saying that's that not the real headlines advice. are misinforming the reader? I'm just saying that's not real advice. Like real advice would be like. Hey, the Patriots don't know how to cover a down-and-out, fake-it-go-long. Well, let me ask you this. That would be advice. Let me ask you this, because one of the back pages, too, says, you know, Thor to start opening day. Thor? Right? Noah Syndergaard will start opening day for the Mets. And I I read, you know, the piece in the post and everything, and I don't see the quote where Terry Collins says, Noah Syndergaard starts opening day. Does he hint at it? I suppose he does. Yes. Did I lose Jerry? We hear you just fine, Al. (laughs) Hello, hello? I can't hear you. Jerry, if we you can hear Al. me, I cannot so, hear you. While he's going to sit there and talk to himself, essentially, I'm going to play a couple of clips from <laughs> opening night uh, from now the Patriots and the Falcons. What if they can only hear me? <laughs> Shut them off, Eddie. <laughs> They'd be clicking. They'd be off right now. Should we just let this, this go? This is not what I this is signed what, up for. This isn't what you had in mind? I didn't think for one minute that I'd have to sit here and listen to Al talking to himself. (laughs) That's for sure. I'm going to. I think we're back. Oh, hi. Oh, there you are. So, what I was just saying is you guys were talking over me because you couldn't hear me. Um, (laughs) You you know, you read the Noah Syndergaard story. Oh, yes. He's starting. Do you see a quote in there that says he is my opening day starter? Well, I read the headline. I saw a picture of Noah Syndergaard, so I am pumped up as a Met fan for opening day. I mean, who else is it going to be? We don't even know if Matt Harvey can throw a baseball yet. Jacob deGrom? I mean, I don't know. Jacob deGrom? No. Noah Syndergaard's the guy on I, that team now with I the agree. personality. He's your opening day guy. I agree. My point is the headline reads that he said that. He didn't exactly oh. say that. And no way well, he did not say that. He does dropped he, some hints. He hints at it. He does not say it. And even in the article, hmm. the second paragraph is, while the official announcement won't come until spring training right. when it's decided, well, then he's not the starter yet. 
Yeah, I was wondering why Terry Collins was dropping that, you know, Super Bowl week, nothing going on. Well, that's why, because we're talking about him. So, uh, speaking of Super Bowl week, I want to play a couple of clips for you from last night, the opening night at Minute Maid Park. Now, you're in Houston. You went, right? I did not. not, I went for sushi with Craig. Nice. Here's Bill Belichick. He was asked about superstitions and and getting this Super Bowl win, and he gave her a very Belichickian answer. I wish that's all there was to it. Then we wouldn't have to do all of the things we do to prepare for a game. We just wear the same socks each week, but I don't really think that's the answer with all due respect. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, I wore the same Daryl Strawberry T-shirt before every game because I actually did believe in it until I found out pretty quickly it meant nothing. Like a jinx sort of thing? Yeah, like a like superstition. Didn't wear it. I didn't oh. even wash it all season. Oh, well, that probably smelled. <laughs> well, yeah, it did. And then there's Tom Brady. I want to know if you have any problem with this. So earlier uh, on the day, he does his radio spot. And he said, and again, you talk about the headlines. The headlines is he bans his dad from speaking. Then you listen to it, and he's kind of laughing about it. He says, yeah, my dad can't talk to the media anymore. He was asked last night in Houston uh, who his role model is. And then listen to a couple of things here. You'll notice at the very end, the reporter is giving themselves little pats on the back for asking the question. I think my dad is my hero because he's someone that I look up to every day. And... uh So he was a little emotional there. Uh, oh, that was a uh, a kid reporter who asked him that question. I don't know who asked him the question. It was. I just I, mean, the guys. Oh, so that's why the guys were excited about the question. Yeah, because it was like a Got kid it. who won little kid reporter at the Super Bowl. Now, are you surprised he gets emotional about that? Yes, I am too. Especially with the way he spoke about his dad for the last day. Yeah, I don't see him being a like a tearful kind of guy. I guess he's getting he's getting caught up in it, Jerry. He's getting all caught up in did, it, yes. Now, I wonder, did you see that Kyle Shanahan had his <laughs> a bag taken away from him? Or, well, he misplaced his bag at Media Day. With the playbook in it. With the play, Yeah, why would he bring that to Media Day? I don't know. I mean, I, I would think that's got to be locked up in your hotel room, no? You know, I once lost my Depends bag. Well, that's a different thing. Probably, Jerry, because he's like... I'm out of here anyway. I'm going to San Francisco. Why would I? Who cares what I'm doing with my playbook? I've well, already got my mind on my next job. It's not only the playbook. He had, like, the Super Bowl tickets for his family in there. He had oh. a lot of different things. And from what I read, he didn't have it for, like, 45 minutes. They had to track it down, right? Nobody should have done. Kept it on his back. Backpack. Then he wouldn't have lost it. I think it was a little satchel. I don't think it was a backpack. Oh, somebody from the San Francisco Examiner or something stole it. He didn't steal it. It looked like his bag, and he picked it up by mistake. You know, I have never picked up someone else's bag thinking it was my bag. I I know my bag. Well, you're just the greatest person in the world. Was it a duffel bag? I've never picked up the wrong bag at the airport carousel. Well, let me guess. You're the type of guy that puts a little yellow tape around the handle so you know it's your bag. Actually, he had a Superman uh, thing on his bag. I have a Superman luggage tag. Same no difference. Joke. It's the same thing. Right now, I'm the best. That's right. Yeah, you're the best. You want to hear this mm. Le'Veon Bell rap? This is right up Craig's alley. You want to hear rap? this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's a rapper? Well, yeah. yes. He actually does dabble and rap in the offseason. Dabble. In, in his, uh, I like to play Scrabble. Time. Are you going to rap for us now? Well, he also dabbles in rap. He does try. Or should I save this for the show? Because it's... Here, I'll give you 32 seconds. The backstory is right. he's not a big fan of Skip Bayless. You sent me the uh, the link last night, and so oh. I went and got it, and he's attacking Skip Bayless for attacking him, basically. Got it. I'll give you 32 seconds. A, if you don't like it, can't understand it, say stop. Here we go. It's a rap Le'Veon beef. Bell. Yes, it's a rap beef. I like it. Oh. They want to hate on me, but I don't yeah. get it. 
People mad at me cause I ball and I'm out here spitting. People know that I got the flow, they don't know what to do. Not a clue, like the DJ, so I'm on the ones and twos. Yeah, this is all perfect timing and I'm known to tote the rock and I don't mean Dwayne Johnson. They upset cause the money on my conscience, you don't think that I'm the best to stay away with all that nonsense. He calls himself Juice, that's his rapper name, and he's recorded such hits as Rap and Athlete, On a Mission, 2AM. That's a dangerous title of the song. So that's a little segment of the song. Rap is one of those things everyone thinks they can do. Not just easy. because it sounds like you're just talking over a beat. Yeah, not easy at all. But he's boring. That was bad. <laughs> you don't yeah, like he's that? He's terrible. Well, we, no. have, we have more of that. We've got to take a break. We have oh, more good. of that coming up with Boomer and Carton. Also, we'll give you a LeBron James, uh, Charles Barkley story as well. Uh, and then Boomer and Carton live from Houston next on yeah, the fans. Yeah, yeah. You- it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, Tuesday morning, we'll get you to Boomer and Carton live from Houston. Just a couple of minutes quickly. Nets lost to the Heat, 104-96. Miami's won eight straight. Knicks in Washington tonight. The Rangers home for the Blue Jackets. you got the Devils in Detroit and the Islanders hosting the Capitals. More on uh, the Islanders coming up. Uh, Al, quickly, I want to give you a couple of sound bites from Charles Barkley from Thursday night. This was This was right after LeBron James basically went off about uh, his team needing more, wanting the Cavaliers to go out and spend more and get more players. Here was Barkley's take, one of several clips, but he talks about uh, LeBron uh, just wanting everybody, basically. He, he's the best player in the world. Does he want all the good players? He don't want to compete? And that last part's kind of rough. He don't want to compete seems a little bit uh, much. But LeBron fired back last night. After the Cavaliers lost again, they lost last night, I think, in Dallas off the top of my head. He tells ESPN what makes Barkley so credible because he's on TV with a question mark, right? And then he says a couple of other things here. Uh, All I've done my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years, never got in trouble, respected the game. Print that. And then here's the other one, uh, probably the other, where he goes after Barkley for his transgressions in the past. I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window. I never spit on a kid. I never had unpaid debts in Vegas. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. We got a little spat going on. I like it. I would uh, get together with Le'Veon Bell and see if I could put a rap together against him about Barkley. I, I, I suppose we could do that, yes. The, so the guy who was getting this, having this conversation with LeBron didn't think, I'll roll tape on this. You know, I don't, I don't right. know because Moron. this— uh, yeah, Maybe but a caught lot him these, in a hallway. A lot of these print guys just record off their phone. They don't post the audio, and this was yeah. after the cameras were gone, I believe. I records everything. Maybe that's why LeBron was so forthcoming. There was no uh, audio or video of the you of might the be right taping him because he did speak to reporters and pretty much said all the right things and didn't want to discuss it. And then fifteen or twenty minutes, thirty minutes later, whatever, he went off. <laughs> and we'll read more quotes through the morning. I mean, some of the stuff is really good. I mean, he says, "There's a new sheriff in town. I'm tired of biting my tongue." A new blah blah blah. Sheriff in town. Well, I mean, Do you think? Guys Char- around 14 years. Will Charles Barkley respond to that now, Jerry? Yes. Yeah, of course he will. Any knucklehead. I'm sure he'll be Any on. Any knucklehead. Yes, that will could. be on video and audio. No, not do on TNT. Rap will be on rap battle. On TNT, yes, exactly. Oh. A rap battle. And then are you into the Derek Fisher comments about uh, the fact yeah, that. Yeah, so he- turned on by them. <laughs> Al is? No. I thought you might be. I am I not Al turned on by these comments. Where is he? He's an analyst now, too, somewhere? This uh, yeah, for I believe the Lakers on TV. Sportsnet LA, I think, is who does the Laker games. Well, whoever and does the was, Laker games, he is part of their broadcast now or telecast now. 
And he was saying, like, something that the Knicks are worse without him or something, right, Jay? He was essentially saying he was laying the foundation and the team was making progress and they were doing a lot better of a job than maybe the record would indicate. And also people on the outside looking in really didn't know a damn thing about his personal life other than what was reported. A whole lot coming up as Boomer and Carton now.